Hello, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, energy healer and intuitive business coach on a mission to get you ridiculously excited about driving your business forward. Being a spiritual business owner brings unique challenges that you probably didn't encounter in the traditional 9 to 5. Selling yourself and your gifts, letting go of control, trusting in the universe, and believing in yourself and your inevitable success. You have valuable gifts to share, and I want to help you use them to create the business of your dreams. We're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and expansion. So let's begin. Hello, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to the Spiritual Printer Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay, and I'm so excited for this episode. I'm doing something a little bit differently than you've been hearing on the previous episodes. I'm going to be just chatting here by myself. So in episode one, I was talking about the podcast, but in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into um, human design on a bit of a deeper aspect. So I'm going to focus specifically on, in human design, it's called the head center. In the chakra system, it's known as the crown chakra. And the crown chakra is located at the top of our head. And so this chakra, aka the head center, is what, what it means to me is it's our connection to the divine. It's our connection to spirituality. It's our connection to the higher power. So whatever it is you believe. I was raised Catholic growing up. I went to a Catholic church every Sunday. So that was kind of like my first um, dive into this, into spirituality and what it means to be a spiritual being. And so we prayed to God. We had God, we had Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. So I know in different religions, so whatever it is to you, if you, whomever you pray to, whomever you believe in, um, it's that connection. It's the connection to, you know, the unseen. It's, it's our belief system, whatever we really believe to be true. And so I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, we're going to strictly stay into human design here, but, you know, no judgment, whatever it is, whatever it is you believe in. It's all welcome here. So human design, what I really like about the head center specifically and what I want to talk about today is this connection and how we receive information. So that's really what I want to be talking about, how we receive information, because, you know, we're not just kind of dropped here and told to figure it out ourselves, even though for a long time I did believe that. Um, the more I've dri- uh, dived into spirituality and learned about me uh, myself as a spiritual being, and I've learned that we're not just here trying to figure it all out on our own. So we're all being guided, and it's because of free will, because we have the choice, we can choose whether or not to listen to that guidance and take action on that guidance. We have the, the free will to take action in whatever way we deem appropriate in the moment whatever it is that we're listening to we can listen to our intuition or we can listen to our ego and take action accordingly but information is always being given to us and it's being given to us in different ways and so what's fascinating for me 
in regards to the uh, the head center, the crown center, is we're literally having information downloaded into our brain, downloaded and received through this crown chakra. And so that's why it's so important to take care of your crown chakra and make sure that it's open and allowing information because sometimes the information that comes through is just <laughs> the, the lack of a better term, mind-blowing. <laughs> Whenever you hear someone say, oh, it's mind-blowing, like they've received some kind of really cool download information. So there are how I've come to understand human design and the head, the, the crown specifically has three gates. So there's a variety of ways that you can receive information. The first way is if you have an open head center. So what I mean by open is no gates are filled in. So if you download your human design chart and you look at your chart and you look at the very top of the chart, there's a triangle at the, where the head would be. That's your head center. And there's three gates. And so if none of them are shaded in and your crown center isn't shaded in, it's all open, it's all usually white in color. If it's all white, you have an open head center. And so what's really cool about having an open head center is that you have this ability to pick up on other people's thoughts. So other people can receive information and then you can receive information through them. So the people you're interacting with, you're, you can pick up on their thoughts, you can hear their thoughts. It's so interesting. So the crazy part about that and what I'm sure some of you with open head centers have realized is that you're probably being bombarded with all kinds of random information, information that you have no idea what to do with, uh, information that might not even be meant for you. It might be meant for other people. And so how to deal with this is meditation. Every, every person that I've done their human design chart and I see they have an open head center, meditation, meditation, meditation. And why meditation? Because what meditation does is it calms the mind. It calms those thoughts and helps you to clear them so that you can get clarity on which thoughts are actually really meant for you. Another thing you can do is to ask the question, is this thought for me? I like to tell the story. You may have heard it already in one of my human design conversations or maybe not yet, but when I, what I really, how I really came to understand this idea, I was um, playing volleyball with my, my siblings. We had a volleyball team for a while and we walked into the gym and I must have just been open because all of a sudden I heard this voice in my head go, what a beep, <laughs> beep, I won't say it, but B-I-T-Z-H. I heard and I was just so jarred in that moment because like that, I had no reason to think that of anyone, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like in that space. So I was just like, where did this thought come from? And that, because that moment was so jarring, it led me to ask the question, like, whose thought is this? Or where did this thought come from? And immediately, like my gaze turned over to this girl in the other court. I guess they must've been having a rough time over there. I don't know. But it's like I just intuitively knew, like, that's that's her thought. It's not yours. And so as I've been learning human design and realizing that that with open or undefined, so my, my head center is undefined, which I'll talk about in a minute, you can still pick up thoughts when it's undefined. Um, 
learning this and remembering that story, it was like, oh, yeah, that can happen, you know, if you're open to it. So if you have a completely open head center, meditation, asking that question, and for any open centers, asking the question, like, is this my energy? You know, is this whatever the the center relates to? And in this case, the head center is related to thought. So is this thought mine to process is a good way to think it too. Because sometimes what happens if you get a thought that's not really meant for you and you're trying to like think it out or think ahead and you're stuck on a thought that might not be yours, that can be really frustrating and can really keep you stuck. So just asking and letting it go. And then if it's your thought and you're able to think through it or deal with it, that will feel, for a generator like I am, that feels really satisfying. And so when you know what your energetic type is, like like mine is a generator, you could be a projector, a manifester, manifest generator, or reflector, and you learn the feeling of being in alignment or not in alignment, that can help you to decipher this. So what I was saying about being a generator, when I was having a thought that wasn't mine, it felt really frustrating trying to think it through, really frustrating to deal with that thought. Now that I know this and I get there, I can say, is this even my thought to think? Nope. And then I can focus on the information that's truly meant for me and that will feel satisfying. Hopefully that makes sense. If you have any questions about that, feel free to shoot me some questions. So that's open. Open is completely open. None of the gates defined, totally shaded in white. Then there's undefined centers. And so that's what I am. I'm undefined, meaning it's white, but I have one gate. So you can have one or two in the head center. There's only three. Um... And if it's undefined, but you have the one gate, that means you can still pick up on other people's thoughts. You can still pick up on the, uh, the energy in other people's head and crown centers. But then you also have a gate. So now I'm going to tell you guys about each of the three gates and what they mean to me. And then we'll talk about what it means to be a defined center. So I'm going to start with gate 64. Gate 64 is on the very left of the head center. So you can see there's three. It's 64, 61, 63. So 64, what I've seen it called is confusion, the confusion gate. And how I've come to understand it through through readings and talking to people who have gate 64 is that you get like chunks of data. I see this image of like a, a block of information and it just is like downloaded into your brain of just a whole bunch of information all at once. And the reason why it's called confusion is because sometimes you get this information, you're like, what the heck do I do with all this? What is this meant for? And sometimes it takes time to kind of piece out what to do with that information and how it's necessary and what it's going to mean for you. So if you're someone with Gate64, I would love to hear. I'd love for you to share you can find me on Instagram and DM me or on Facebook and let me know how is this played out for you to have just like a block of information. So in one of my readings, I remember uh, the woman I'm talking to, she said that it's like when she wants or she's thinking about something, she wants something, it's like a whole instruction manual appears for her. And she can just see like, do this step, do this step, do this step. And it's just like a whole chunk. Listening to Abraham Hicks, I sometimes wonder if Esther Hicks had gate 64 because she said she would just get like 
when she was writing her books, she would just get a whole block of information and she would have to then translate that in, into writing it into her book. The next gate is gate 61. And this gate I've seen referred to as mystery. And so this is actually the gate that I have. So I, I can speak from experience on this one, gate 61. It's called mystery. And what that means to me, it's like we're giving clues, you know, kind of like uh, I think of the Nancy Drew. I was super into Nancy Drew when I was a kid. I read like I'm pretty sure I read almost all of them, if not all of them. And this idea of like it being given clues and then using the clues to kind of piece them together. And I think that's why I've always loved mysteries. There's a show on Netflix right now called Blind Spot, and it's she's got all these tattoos and they have to solve the tattoos. <laughs> I just love it so much. And that's Gate 61 to me. It's like I get information kind of just in pieces. And it's really for me, been really helpful in learning how to trust my intuition because sometimes the pieces of information make absolutely no sense in the moment. And so this is another reason why it's really important to ask yourself. For me, it's really important for me to ask myself specifically is, is this thought meant for me or is this piece of information meant for me? Because if we don't and we're just I'm picking up information from other people. It can get really jumbled and confusing, especially working with clients. As a coach working with clients, I can pick up on some of their thoughts sometimes. And so it's great during the session, but after a coaching session, you really have to like cut the cords, clear the energy, let it go because otherwise some of those things can get carried forward and it can feel frustrating to hold on to that. So what I was saying before is like it's really helpful in honing my intuition because I get pieces and I have to learn to trust it. So the example that I'm coming up with is like Instagram, for example. There'll be days when I'm like, I can see the Instagram image I want to create. So I create the image and my ego wants me to post it right away, you know, post this Instagram image, but then I don't know what to write. And so even though I was given the information on the image to post, I don't necessarily have the information on what words to post. And so it feels frustrating because I'm not ready then to post it, if that makes sense. And then all of a sudden one day I'll know exactly what I want to say for whatever reason it comes through. <laughs> and I remember, oh, I have that image and I can post it and it feels really satisfying. So that's another reason to really know what your... Um, those feelings that help you feel in alignment are because then you can use that to then decipher the information that you have. And that's how I do that. And I can learn to cipher and use the clues. So if you have this gate, think of it like it's a mystery novel and you're using the information. The information will become clear at the moment. You might not know exactly how to use it, but it'll become clear and you can just Keep that in your arsenal of information and <laughs> wait till it plays out. So the next gate, the last gate of the three, is gate 63. And I like to call this the gate of questions. And the reason why I call it the gate of questions, because a full circuit, gate 63 to gate 4. So if you're looking at the human design chart and you look at the head center and then look down 
The third eye center is, or in human design, is called the Ajna center. It's uh, the upside down triangle. And you can see that each of the gates connect, potentially connect to another gate. So if you have, um, so I'm going to talk about the circuits in a minute, but this is just helping me explain gate 63. I have gate 4. And so I can speak a little bit from experience on gate 63 because what happens when I have gate 64 and I come into contact with someone with gate 63, we get this like full connection. The energy gets connected because we're working together. It's like we fill in that gap for each other and then we get the full circuit and having a circuit just feels so successful to people when you feel like you've come together and you created something successfully. So people with gate 63, when I have gate six, I have gate four in the third eye and we come together, it's like questions get answered. We have they have questions, I have answers, and they, or even working together, like, I'll ask them the questions, and they'll have the answers, and it's, like, we just feel so, um, for me, I feel so satisfied. If it's a projector, they feel successful, so one of the reasons, uh, there are certain people you are drawn to is likely, or attracted to, is likely because you, you fill a full circuit together, And so the reason why I wanted to talk about this circuit first is because I have experience with this one, having um, gate four. So gate four is called answers. So that's why I like to call gate 63 questions, because when you come together as a full cycle, as a full circuit, it's called questions and answers. (laughs) I like to name the circuits. I think it's fun. So if you have gate 63 and you have questions this can likely be that information comes to you in questions it could be just a question that or maybe you're just really good at asking questions and so really honor that because questions is what creates answers and if someone doesn't ask the question the answer doesn't come so if this is your gate really enjoy the the question you know really enjoy the fact that a new question is being birthed out of you because even if you don't know the answer in the moment it'll come and so part of the head center the crown chakra is really to have faith to have faith in the in the thoughts that you're thinking to have faith that the questions will be answered Um, I didn't, let me just quickly see if I can talk about the other two. So gate 61 to gate 24 is another circuit. So if gate 61 is mystery, like I was saying before, Gate 24 is sometimes referred to as rationalization. And so this gate of mystery and rationalization, it's almost like if to come together to create that circuit, it's like finding someone who can help you put the clues together. And that's why working together with people, why I recommend collaborations are so powerful because when you have this full circuit coming together it just it just feels so magical it feels like it was meant to be you know when you find those people and you're like oh yes this is totally meant to be 
So gate 24 is rationalization, and that's that the full circuit of having pieces of clues of information and then rationalizing it and putting into a sequence or creating the story out of it and really making it into something. The next one, so gate 64, I was saying gate of confusion, gets the full expression with gate 47. So gate 47. Gate 47 is sometimes referred to as. Huh, I don't have the note here for it. Interesting. What is gate 47? Well, sometimes referred to as mindset, as. Um, I don't know if I've done a reading yet with gate 47. That's interesting. So this is something I'm going to take away and study. But to me, what I would, I can see just using my intuitive understanding and the two other gates that I've learned is that gate, gate 64 is confusion. And then it's almost like to get that full expression is kind of like, The word is not rationalization because that was the other one. But it's like, it's almost like creating a flow to it. That's how I see it. Is the information comes in in a chunk, but then to make it into, it's like fleshing it out or like creating flow and just creating it. So sometimes I, I'm seeing it as like an editor because of the example I gave earlier with a book. When you just, if someone has this ability to download chunks of information and kind of like get it out, then this gate helps them to edit it, to edit that information, to give it flow, to give it kind of that tweaking that it needs. And so editors may have that ability to take, and you know what, I even do this in my own. When I, I write, sometimes what I do is, when at first I'll write it out, I'll just let it come, let it come out just as, as the information is downloaded to me, um, put it onto paper, put it into a word doc and then take a break, let it go. The break could be an hour. It could be two days, whatever, and then come back and then use that, that other part of the brain to really break it down to put in the grammar, to switch sentences around, to shift words. Sometimes the same word will come out multiple times the first time I write a draft, you know. Uh, so I think this example is a good one for any of you listening who want to write a book, who are getting information and they're not necessarily knowing what to do with the information, especially if you have confu any three of them. Put it down on paper, you know, put it down. I like that's why I like to journal sometimes because I do get these downloads. I'll open a Word document and just start writing to my heart's content and getting it out because then what that does, sometimes when things are stuck in your head and they're just swirling around, it helps to really give them um, they want to be created. They want to be expressed through you. And so a really good way of expressing this is to write. Another is to just talk it out, to find someone you feel able to talk about this stuff with. 
Um, what I'm realizing too, sometimes talking into my phone, like for this podcast episode, talking things out and seeing the images that I'm getting and talking them out gives them like life. It gives, and that can bring in then the energies that will help with it. So write it down, talk it out, whatever you need to do to express this. And then if at that point, then you can ask yourself, is this mine? Is this my energy to deal with? Is this my thought to be working with? And and you can write about it. You can get clarity. And then what the universe does, because I never tell anyone, look at your chart and then look at other people's chart to figure out which circuits feel fulfilling to you. However, if you do that, that's cool too. Sometimes I do it after the fact. I'm like, why do I want to work with this person? And I look at our gates and I'm like, ah, this is why we feel so successful, like successful doing this, this kind of task together. Um, you don't have to do that because the, you always have the universe. The universe has your back. The universe is always helping you. And if so, if you say, I have these questions, they'll bring you someone who has answers. And that's one of the reasons I really love being a coach is because I attract people with questions and I intuitively download answers for them. You know, I really have to be open when I go into a coaching session. I, I'm not tied to what I'm going to be talking to them about. Sometimes I, I receive clues because I have that mystery gate. Sometimes I receive clues to what the session's going to be about beforehand. They come in all kinds of ways I can't even describe, like through books, through movies, through TV shows, through cards I'm reading, through whatever. I get these little hints and clues, but I never know exactly what's what's going to happen in a coaching session. And but I track people with questions and then the answers come and that's why it feels so satisfying to me after a coaching session because I feel like I used my energy to help this person in such a way and so uh if you're listening now I want to talk about just a few differences between the undefined and defined head centers so before I was talking about undefined head centers and so what I was saying was you know we pick up on other people's thoughts. We can pick up on inspiration, ideas, answers, questions from other people. Um, And that's why when you have a lot of undefined centers, um, it can, one, feel really good to be around people because you can pick up on their energy, but then it can also feel really draining because you might be picking up on other people's um, blocks and negative energy. And so that's why when you have a lot of undefined centers, I really tell people to make sure you're clearing your energy and protecting it. Um, people, when they have, uh, when they're in alignment with their undefined centers, they are really good at deciphering what I was saying before about knowing when um, when a thought is in alignment for you. So that's when you're in alignment is when you're learning and really understanding which thoughts are yours and which thoughts you're picking up from other people. And you probably, if you're already able to do this, is because you have such a strong spiritual connection and you really come to open up that chakra, that crown chakra. Uh, so one of the ways you can open your crown chakra is through meditation, like I said before, really diving into your spiritual practices, um, and really being open to spiritual concepts. So now I'm going to talk about defined head centers. So 
What's really cool about having a defined head center is that you have consistent access to the energy of the crown chakra and the head center. You, People who have a defined head center can just come up with information like it's amazing. And so I'm not actually going to get too much into detail with this because I have the perfect example of someone with a defined head center and all the gates, and that is my really good friend and favorite astrologer, Angela Papa. So if you've been listening to some of my podcast episodes, you've heard the episodes where we are doing the Moon Magic series together. So, so far that's episode three and episode six. And so you can hear her. I ask her questions and she just has answers. And, and I she asks questions and I have answers. We have that full expression because she has gate 63 and I have gate four, like I was saying before. And... um she has just like this ability to just pull kind of answers. She could sit in her, she even told me she wants to start a podcast because she thinks she could just sit there and just talk. And I totally agree. I think she could just sit there by herself where I'm more someone like, because I have an undefined head center, I need the energy from other people almost to, to support my gate 61. So that's kind of the differences I see between defined and undefined. I highly, highly encourage you to listen to this next upcoming episode. Um, I do Angela's human design and we talk about this. So if you are someone with a defined head center, if you have uh, more of the gates and you want to know more, you can listen to this next episode. We dive into Angela's human design. We're also talking about the full moon. And as I release this episode and the next one, we are currently in the full moon phase. Uh, the full moon is in Pisces. So in the next episode, I will talk more about that. And I hope to see you there. Listening to this as I lo- as I uh, send out this episode, um, September 20th, I'm going to be hosting a reading the, on September 20th, 2021, the full moon will be in Pisces. If any of you didn't know this, my sun and my moon are both in Pisces. So I'm very um, Piscean, very watery in my astrology chart. And so having the full moon in Pisces, is, is I've been shown that's going to be a really time of heightened intuition for me. So I've been doing lots of receiving exercises and getting into that mode of being open to the intuition that's going to come through on Monday. So what I've done is I'm setting up a live and I'm going to just be answering questions and pulling cards and doing a reading. So if you'd like to join us, you can just join the Facebook group. It's called Enlighten and Expand Spiritual Entrepreneurs. It's it's really a Facebook group for any women who are open to learning more about their intuitive gifts, anyone who wants to build a business or grow their business around their intuitive gifts and or healing modalities. I have lots of women in there who are Reiki practitioners, um, healers of, of all kinds, just different healing modalities. And so I really like to help and share how to grow business and how to use your gifts to do that. So you can come join. If you're not in there already, come join us on September 20th in the afternoon. I'm going to be doing this reading. So bring your questions. And I would love to have you and I'd love to to answer any questions and if you have any questions about human design you can of course go in there and ask me questions I'm I'm in the group lots and answering answering questions about it so 
I'm very much looking forward to hearing what you guys think of this episode. Uh, if you love it, please like, share, let other people know about it. Uh, send me a review if you if you feel called. I would so so appreciate it. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K, on Instagram at Haley K Coaching, or grab your copy of the Spiritualpreneur Planner and sign up for my email list, where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? Please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time!